Blog Talk Radio. So, um, who do you think are the heroes for this younger generation today? Well, people like you with blog radio, the people found out that you blog radio shows, I mean, those are the heroes. Commend you for having this kind of discussion and commend your audience for listening. My pleasure. Have a good evening. Today, I am honored to have as my guest the mayor of Durham, North Carolina, Mayor William V. Bell. Well, I appreciate it, man. Uh, I admire you for, you know, taking on initiatives, but, you know. Thank you. I can continue to listen to Shirley's show and uh, <laughs> you know all this that I have invite him to do so also. Thank you so much. Okay. Thank you, Mr. Phil Perry. Well, the honor is mine. I uh, got this uh, information, as you well know, through the record company. You came very highly recommended. You're listening to Bar Rock Live. Thank you so much for tuning into the show tonight, this Friday, March 20th. I hope you're enjoying the NCAA series that's transpiring this week with the college um, basketball teams. And who do I have on the line? Uh, You have Daryl Thomas with the Carolina Football Development League. Mr. Thomas, how are you doing? I'm doing wonderful. How are you? Excellent. Thank you so much for calling in. I was just getting ready to introduce the segment, so thank you so much for being on time today. Oh, thank you. Um, today's segment will highlight social development skills, and my guest is um, a new blog talk host also, Daryl Thomas. He's the executive director, I believe the founder also, of the Carolina Football Development League, and I'm also expecting the executive director, um, Randy Rice of the Durham Raiders, to call in as well. And so we're going to discuss the social development skills of um, of the youth today and how being a part of a team helps them to develop those skills. <laughs> and so um, thank you again for calling in, Daryl. I hope everything is going well with you today. No, absolutely. Just... Uh... Watching a little bit of basketball and uh, Gladys Friday. <laughs> Which teams are playing tonight? Uh, I think we've got um, um, quite a few. I think. Uh, hold on, let me see here. Uh, we've got uh, Gonzaga coming up, uh, Western Kentucky. Uh, we're still in the first round, so there's still a lot of basketball to be played. But uh, uh, deep in my heart, though, I'm a football guy. Oh, okay. Well, the question should have been, which team do you hope will win tonight? Who are you rooting for? Well, actually, I've got uh, I've got uh, UNC picked to uh, win the whole thing, and um, you know I have um, uh, I have Duke going to the Sweet Sixteen, and I have Wake Forest going to the Sweet Sixteen. So, I'm a big ACC supporter. Good, excellent. That sounds exciting. <laughs> As you can tell, I'm I'm not much of a sports enthusiast. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Nevertheless, I'm learning to like the sports. Good. So tell us a little bit about your new um, broadcast here on Blog Talk. Um, I listened to your premiere show the other night, and it was excellent. Oh, well, thank you. Well, um, I, first of all, I want to, uh, you know, thank, uh, thank you, Shirley, for, you know, giving me the opportunity to, to come on your show. And, um, to also, you know, let everybody know, all your listeners, um, 
let them know about a new show that um, we have um, decided to move forward with called CFDL Radio. And um, the whole purpose of CFDL Radio is to, you know, use this radio, this web blog talk radio as a forum to communicate, you know, things that are happening within the program, things that are happening within the community, things that, you know, have happened or will be happening with some of our players. Uh, we're just looking for another venue to, you know, or another channel, I should say, to get the word out about our program and a lot of the success stories that uh, that we have. You know, one of the things that, uh, you know, we've encountered over the last couple of years is, you know, a lot of good success stories, a lot of good, <clears throat> you know, heartfelt, you know, situations that, you know, could really benefit someone else if they had opportunity had the opportunity to hear it. But, you know, in many cases, you know, we don't, you know, we have not had the opportunity to, to do that, you know, whether it was, you know, writing it on paper or putting it up on the web. So we thought that this would be a great opportunity to, you know, have, you know, some of our players come on the show, have some of our coaches, some of our sponsors and supporters, you know, be able to articulate and share, you know, some of their experiences and, you know, some of their thoughts about the program and, you know, what it's done to their lives. Absolutely. And you've chosen an excellent vessel to do that because Blog Talk Radio is um for internet radio is quite a reputable organization and I'm certainly blessed and proud to be a part of it. So I'd like to welcome you to the Blog Talk community. Oh well thank you. We're we're very we're very excited about it and one of the big things that uh that I find very impressive about, you know, you know, the whole blog talk phenomena is number one, it's free. Uh, but more than anything else, they really give you all the tools and the necessary wherewithal to, you know, to, to promote and to, you know, share your program with others within the Blog Talk community. So I, I, I just think, I just think it's really, you know, really a good thing that, you know, I'm on your show and then, you know, very soon, you know, I'd like to have you as a guest on our show to, to share some of the things that you're doing. And I just think it just really promotes, you know, the spirit of collaboration. Oh, most definitely, and I like it that it's independent, and we have the liberty to discuss whatever within certain parameters, of course. You know, you're not mm -hmm. confined or restricted, so I love having that freedom uh, of creativity. Mm -hmm. But um, speaking of which, I met you for the first time this past weekend at an event that um, the Durham Raiders held at the Durham Armory, and that was, was it an annual banquet? Yes, uh, award banquet. Yes, yeah, it's uh, something that uh, every one of our teams do um, at the. Hello. Yes. Yeah. Yes. You still there? Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's, uh, I was in the host queue. <laughs> um, what I was going to say is, uh, yeah, it's something that uh, that is done every year. Each one of our teams uh, get together and. You know, they, they honor those that support the program, and they also, you know, give some recognition to those outstanding, you know, players and, and participants in the program. So let's back up a little bit. Tell us how this whole concept came about. Well, the, the whole concept of, of the program uh, came about based on a need. Um, within today's um, public schools and private schools, there are, there are a lot of, um, there are a lot of, 
you know, challenges and restrictions, hurdles that, you know, a lot of our young people face. And many of them, you know, are, you know, challenged with, you know, maintaining good grades, um, you know, staying out of trouble, you know, even just getting to school and, you know, you know, meeting the attendance uh, requirements. And one of the things that I've noticed is those kids that, you know, have uh, problems, you know, meeting, you know, those requirements and just just being able to stay on track, a lot of them go to the wayside and, you know, don't really have a safety net. So one of the things that I saw was kids that were, you know, dropping out of school, kids that, you know, lost interest in their high school because, you know, they couldn't participate in something that they loved, which, you know, in this case was football. Um, but, you know, they immediately turn to the negative, um, which could be turning to gangs, turning to crime, turning to drugs. And, you know, what I felt was needed was a safety net or an alternative for those kids that they could look to and belong to that would, you know, fill that void of, you know, that sense of not belonging. Because a lot of the kids, you know, that, that are in that predicament, you know, they don't feel like they belong to their high school. They don't feel like, you know, they belong, you know, in school in general. And, you know, thus they get disinterested and next thing you know they're dropping out and next thing you know they're, you know, getting into something that they shouldn't be. And I just felt that there was a program that that needed to be there that said, look, we will help you, we will support you, and we will make sure that you get back on track so you can get back into the system. And, um, you know, a lot of the things within, and I'm not beating up on public schools, but public schools are are very, very regimented, and, you know, it's like, you know, every kid has to fit the same mold. You know, every kid has to fit the same system. And it's been my experience. And the, that, thing, and the know, thing about that, and the thing about that is that they're using outdated molds that don't fit these 21st yes. century kids. Absolutely, that, you you are right on point. And and what we what we found is that you know kids have you know different ways of learning, and a lot of the things that they're doing in school you know are not conducive to that way of learning. And mm-hmm. you know if, if 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 a kid is not being properly served or you know, the school doesn't see that there's, you know, a deficit there or there's there's an issue, then that kid, you know, if he doesn't have a good home life and a good, strong, you know, parent system, you know, to back them up, you know, then they're really going to be, you know, out in the cold. So, um, you know, I, I just felt that there was something that was needed to, you know, give them a second chance um, and give them an opportunity to, to get back on track. So I started the program with the intent of just focusing on, you know, high school age kids, you know, 15 to 18 years old. But then, you know, I quickly realized after I did some more research that, you know, kids, you know, once they graduate high school or if a kid is 18 years old, society says that, you know, you're an adult and you've got it together. Well, the reality is is most 18-year-olds don't have it together, don't really know what they want to do with their life. And so... And it's very immature at that age. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. definitely. And, and if you're if you're let's just say a high school senior and you graduate high school, you know, it is so difficult now to get into college if if you don't have, you know, the good grades, if you don't have the money, you know, if you don't have the support system in place, it's very difficult to make it to the next level. And so, 
you know, I found that those kids who were 18, 19, 20, 21, 22 years old, you know, they they need support too. And, you know, for, for, for me and one of the things I've, I've seen is, you know, so, like I said before, society thinks that once you turn 18 you have it together. But the reality is, you know, those years of 18 to 23 are probably some of the most critical years in your life. And those decisions that you make at that point in your life will impact the rest of your life and will, you know, determine whether you are success or not. And so, Absolutely. And, at, and at, that, at, at that age also, they're definitely looking for guidance and mentorship. And that's absolutely. when they need it most. Like you said, that's a very crucial stage of development for them. Absolutely. And, and most, most 18, 19, 20-year-olds, you know, they – you know, they, they think they're mature and they, you know, they, they rely on their own decisions and, and that's fine. But, you know, if they're not getting the necessary mentorship and the, and, and the necessary guidance, they could be making the poor decisions or the incorrect decision that could impact, the, you know, their future. So, you know, I, I, you know, made the determination that, you know, we needed to have two uh, segments of our uh, program, you know, that would address those particular population. So we have a what we call a PrEP program, which identifies kids 15 to 18 years old. And then we have another uh, age group that we call post-grads, which are 18 to 23. And I have to tell you that, you know, the, the, the two programs have, have really done well, and they actually feed off of each other because a lot of the younger guys look up to the postgrads and the postgrads, you know, you know, are, are, are there, you know, to to provide in many cases, you know, that, that big brother, you know, mentorship or that com you know, camaraderie or that sense of belonging that, hey, you know, you know, there's somebody there that's looking up to me, you know, and you know, I need to be a good example. So I need to walk straight and I need to be on the straight and narrow. And it sounds like you're feeling quite a void in these kids' lives. And also, at the same time, they're learning how to interact with other people. Yes, absolutely. That is a great point. You know, you, you talked about social skills. One of the things we do in our program is we use football as a hook or a motivator just to get just to get them there, right? So, you know, once we get the kid there, then what we want to do is we want to take – what we call a whole player approach or utilize a whole player strategy. And the, and the intent is to identify what the kids' needs are, you know, whether it's academics, whether it's life skills or character development, or if they're having issues financially. And what we do is we, we have very good partnerships in our community where we will either refer them to a support agency or we will um, – have our own staff fulfill that need. So the intent of the program is to have them participate in something that they love, but also use these other programs as a way to support their daily lives. So when they leave, you know, our practice or when they leave a game, they know they got to keep their nose clean. Otherwise, they're not going to be able to keep, you know, keep participating in the program. You know, if they're still in high school, they need they they need to know that they have to keep their grades up and they have to stay out of trouble and they need to go to class and go to school every day you know if they want to participate in the program so you know we have a we have a lot of 
um, what I would call control mechanisms built into the program, you know, just so, you know, we don't get, you know, you know, guys that just want to play football and not do anything with their life. Right, and it sounds like you have some excellent measures in place to track their progress. So what type of follow-up mechanisms do you have in place once they age out of um, your program? Well, that's a that's a good question. Um, you know, like I said, we have these we we have these two age groups. You know, fifteen to eighteen and eighteen to twenty three. If mm-hmm. if we have a prep uh, player and he comes through our prep program, um, what we do is we you know we have uh, mentors that you know have a um, uh, have a requirement to to touch base with them. On a uh, on a, a periodic basis, and many of them that are going on to college, you know, we will then establish a relationship with that college coach, and you know, communicate to them that he came out of our program, and that you know, that player may have some special needs or special requirements that need to be met. Um, and then we kind of do the same thing too with the older guys. So uh, with the older guys, you know, it's a little bit more difficult because you know many of them are you know leading you know lives where they've got family involved or they may have children and um in many cases you know those guys that that age out of our program they actually end up in in some cases coming back to our program as either mentors or coaches um a, a great example of that is on the Durham team there was a there was a player that was in our postgraduate program for 3 years and you know he he was so impacted and moved by the program that you know when he aged out he took all of that energy and all of that desire and that 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 want and need of helping you know some younger kids to go to Chapel Hill and start a prep program in Chapel Hill so he is now in Chapel Hill giving back you know you know what he has obtained from the program and um you know yeah we that just that just really warms my heart and it just it's 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 just really a a testament of of how effective the program is when you see you know program when you see program participants giving back you know i'm a i'm a big proponent of uh creating what i like to call two way people you know uh i want you to think about this how many people do you know that all they think about is what am I going to get? What's in it for me? What? How will I benefit? It's all about me. It's all about I. Well, that's that's a one-way person. But how many people do you know that are saying, what can I do for you? How can I help you? Absolutely. What can I do to make you successful? Right, and, and, and that's a basic attitude and tool that's needed today to get along with other people. We have to give as well as receive. It can't be about just getting, 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 taking without giving in return. Absolutely. And, you know, one of the things that I, that I you know, communicate and promote, you know, with, with, with my players and coaches is, is this key word called balance. You have to have balance in your life. And when you are a two-way person where, you know, you're giving of yourself. You know, you can be out of balance and give way too much of yourself and, you know, lose sight of, you know, what's important for you. But, you know, when you're, you know, giving as well as, you know, being able to receive, then you, you create good balance and you then you, you just have a good state of mind. And, you know, you're exactly right. I think today's society is very much about 
about me, about you know what what's in it for me, how how can I benefit? And I think we 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 need more you know two way people in our society. I think if we had more two way people in our society, I think you would see a, a, a decrease in crime. I think you would see a decrease in, you know, kids joining gangs. You know, the reason why they join a gang is they want a sense of belonging. They want to feel like, you know, somebody somebody loves them or somebody's going to take care of them or watch their back. And, you know, Absolutely. that's all about giving and receiving, right? So, right. And also it shows an, it shows an interest in that other person. And when we um, encounter new people and new adventures and situations, it sort of stretches us in our understanding of ourselves and other people. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And, and you know, for me, um, you know, I just think it's so important that, you know, young people understand, you know, that it's, it's important to have that balance and that it's important that at some point in your life you have to give back to those people that help you get to that point. You know, there's a lot of professional players, professional athletes that have, you know, made it to that level um, that don't even think about, you know, the coaches or the parents or the mentors or, you know, the the staff at their high school that help them to get there. You know, but then you have other players, you know, at that level, you know, that, you know, understand 100% what it means to, you know, to to give back or to recognize those that have helped you to get there, and you know, right. you know those that that don't understand that, you know, end up you know living very, you know, uh, I don't want to say sheltered lives, but you know, it's it, it it just makes a big difference. Right, and that reminds me of that phrase: "What is it to whom much is given, much is expected." Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's very yeah. true. And, you know, we can assert our needs um, and rights, which we should, but appropriately, you know, do it appropriately. Mm-hmm. So it's a wonderful thing that you guys are doing in the community. And speaking of partnerships, I don't know if you're allowed to elaborate a little more on a recent partnership that you developed with a local um, organization here. Mm-hmm. Sure. Um, is there anyone in particular, or you just want me to highlight one that we're working on right now? The one associated with the is it the robotics program? Is oh sure, yeah. Let me tell you about that. Okay, so uh, so this is very interesting. Um, I um, for those listeners um, that are listening to the program, um, I do have a day job, and my day job is a acting as a um, business analyst as a um, uh, a business analyst for Cisco Systems. So one of the things that we've done with uh, Cisco is to provide a um, program for our um, players to get exposed to technology, to get exposed to careers, you know, in, 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 in high tech. Um, you know, we're in a very high tech area, and, you know, there's a lot of job opportunities. Um, it's a great way to earn a living. And so what we've done with Cisco is to have what we call the, you know, the Cisco Career Days. And essentially what we've, what we've done is we've brought players onto the Cisco campus. Um, we've exposed them to various Cisco employees at various levels, VPs, business analysts like myself, engineers, you know, top-line managers, salespeople, and, and have them, you know, express, 
you know, what it means to, to, to work at Cisco, but what it means to be in this high-tech field. And, you know, the, the thing that the kid gets out of the program is that, yeah, there are people just like me, people of color just like me, that are making good money, that are, that are successful. And, and so um, the, the thing that has really taken off this year with the program is the um, partnership that we uh, have with IBM, where IBM now is uh, incorporated with the Career Day program where they are providing um, insight and exposure to robotics. You know, robotics is, is, is one of those um, areas within the high-tech industry that is experiencing tremendous growth and, you know, will present, you know, tremendous opportunities for those that want to get into it. So, you know, many of these kids have never, have never, you know, seen a robot. You know, when I talk about robotics, I'm not talking about, you know, the kind that you would see in Star Wars. I'm talking about very simple robotics that can be, that can be programmed, that can be, you know, designed to do very simple tasks. And during this career day event, you know, one of the employees from IBM, you know, comes in and shows them and explains to them what robotics is all about. But then they actually work with um, a Lego um, uh, robotic uh, program that, you know, they actually build a robot. And then they actually wow. have computers that, that program the robot. So... It's a it's a oh, real good be a fascinating experience. Oh, it's, it's amazing! Oh, it's amazing! Yeah. And you know, many of them they just you know they they get so overwhelmed with the possibilities of you know just being exposed to it that many of them are now interested in the robotic field or are now interested in the high tech field. So you know that that partnership is you know was probably one of the most strategic that we've made over the past year because it Absolutely. really hit home. You know, the, from an academic perspective, you know, you know what it what it will take to you know to to be successful and just to you know see what opportunities are there. You know, because you know a lot of kids, you know, if they're if they're not exposed or they don't have an opportunity to see, you know, what it's all about, then then they'll never get there. You know, so absolutely, we, and, and exposing them to that environment, just coming out to the companies to the campus, just to see how the offices. Um, are set up. It's quite an experience. You know, they need to come out of the element that they're so used to, and then they don't, they're not exposed to that on television. So having the opportunity for you guys to go into the community and bring them out to the, uh, to see corporate America and that aspect of it is a phenomenal experience to a lot of mm -hmm. them, I'm sure. Absolutely. And that's a dynamic program that you guys got going there. Oh, absolutely, and you know, and you know, high tech is just you know one of one of the areas that that we've looked at. Another area that we've done quite well with. Uh, some of our coaches have their own construction companies, so we've okay. actually had um, a similar type of career day where you know we in the Johnston County location uh, took a number of players and we took them through a. It was really more of a hands-on. Uh, event where we actually built barns for a nonprofit organization, excuse me, a nonprofit organization in Johnston County that needed, you know, barns built for their horses, you know, and that required carpentry, carpentry skills, it required, you know, electrician skills, so, 
you know, we expose those guys to, you know, that, that type of environment, that type of career, and many of them, you know, are, you know, now interested in doing that. You know, one of the things we found is that not all kids are cut out for college. So, uh, you know, if you're if, if you don't have the aptitude or you don't have a desire to go to college and get that next level of education, then you need to learn a vocation. You need, you need something that, you know, you can, you know, kind of put under your belt and, you know, you know, utilize at some point, you know, to, to make a living, you know, and, you know, there's nothing wrong with, you know, learning a vocation, whether it's being an electrician, a carpenter, or a plumber, or, you know, whatever, you know, whatever it may be. Right, and absolutely, a lot of times they'll have a natural inclination to one of those, you know, to one of those fields. And like you said, everyone's not cut out for college. You know, yeah, everybody's exactly. not intellectually stimulated. Some people are more hands-on and tactile. Exactly. And so, you know, hopefully they'll be led to something that they're passionate about and can make a, a decent living at. So exactly. I want to give you, um, we're going to have an abbreviated show tonight. Mr. Trice didn't call in tonight. Okay. Sorry that he wasn't able to make it in. But I'd like to give you an opportunity to sum up and maybe talk a little bit about your show and tell people, you know, give out some information about when the show is on and if sure. they want to contact you for further information about the CFBL, how did you do that? Oh, that would be great. Um, well, our next show is going to be uh, next Tuesday at 7.30. And um, we have a website www.carolinafdl.com, and it has all the information about our program. Um, I can also provide my phone number as well, uh, 919-801-0392. So if you have any listeners, you know, within the uh, the Triangle area of North Carolina, you know, by all means, you can contact me if you have, you know, a son or a nephew or a student that you think would benefit from our, you know, character development, our life skills, and, and our program in general, you know, by all means, reach out to us. But the uh, the program that we're going to have next week is um, going to be focused on what we're going to be doing this spring um, and just to communicate to our players, you know, what to expect coming up over the next, you know, two or three months. Um, you know, we're entering into a point of our program where it's it's more preparation, you know, so we're doing a lot of, you know, training, you know, on the field in, in preparation for the fall season. Uh, we're also working with a lot of kids who are seniors who are going to be graduating in May, so we want to make sure that, you know, their their academics are in place, they've taken their SATs, you know, that they have the right uh, financial aid in place. So we're going to talk a lot about those various topics that are going to probably be very important for that, that high school senior uh, that's looking to uh, to get to the next level. Excellent. Well, thank you so much for that information. And thank you so much for being on Far Rock Live. Hey, well, thank you again. I, I really appreciate the uh, the opportunity. And, uh, you know, I uh, just want to thank you for doing such a great job and providing this uh this service to the community, and I look forward to being back on your show soon. And I look forward to having you back on, and much love and success to you in your new broadcast. Have a good evening. Thank All right. Thank you very much. Thank you, Cheryl. Bye-bye.
Dr. Daryl Thomas, new blog talk host. So that's going to do it for our show tonight um, and for this series. I hope, if anything, that you're learning through this whole process of social skills development and human relations and interacting with other people, that it's about character development. That's crucial. So we have to learn to adjust our personalities to um, fit without compromising who we are and learn to incorporate other people and be open and receptive to interacting with other people who don't always think and act and look like us. That's going to do it for our show tonight. I'm your host, Shirley, and you've been listening to Blog Live on Blog Talk Radio. Have a terrific evening.